What's up, guys? We're the PR Girls, and this is our podcast. Welcome back. We're so excited. We're having another episode of the PR Girls podcast. Jess and I are here. We're both still coming out of quarantine, looking a little bit, you know, a little bit, have a little bit more glow on our faces and feel a little bit better than uh, when we actually went into hiatus. We are with Boston's cookie lady, our friend Heather from Top Shelf Cookies. Heather, how are you? Hi, gals. I'm good. Everything's good. Yeah, good. Any new flavors yeah. in the works? Uh, I got to tell you, uh, we had something we were working on that had as a good Boston inspiration name, but after that truck got starrowed the other day, it's getting renamed Starrowed. So oh, we got something, something in the works, jam-packed full of goodies so i'm excited about it but we're gonna have a lot of new flavors coming really soon oh good good yeah great well so you and i met it, it's interesting how, how long has, has top shelf been in business now so top shelf is about to hit its six-year anniversary uh this this year like in about a month oh my god that's amazing so so <laughs> six years ago i i had a, a twitter follower reach out and say, could you have coffee, a beer? You know, I'd love to pick your brain. We sat down. You were getting ready to leave corporate America to follow your dream of being Boston's cookie lady. Why don't you tell Jess and I how Top Shelf Cookies came to be and where it's been in the last six years leading up to when you had to pivot for the first time? Sure. So um, we started, I am a very rabid and superstitious Boston Bruins season ticket holder. And I would bring my black and gold cookies to the bar before every single game. So dark chocolate, peanut butter chips. And it picked up a lot of steam in the bar because hockey fans are very superstitious. Um, and it would, it actually was funny when I'd start coming into the bar, people I didn't even know, they're like, she's here, the cookie lady, she's here with the cookies. <laughs> even if they weren't getting the cookies, like they felt like, oh good, this is a good sign, right? Um, and shortly after the Bruins won the cup that year, I kind of took it as a sign and I, uh, I started working a lot of overtime, paid off all my personal debt, went to work at a cupcake uh, bakery for a year uh, at minimum wage. And despite everything I knew, I still decided to kind of go into uh, the business of cookies. Um, so we've, you know, it's funny because I think when we talk pivot, um, I think when you're a small business, you're, you're, you have to be ready to pivot all the time. Cause I always feel like my head's on a swivel. Um, but so we started off, um, and we've always had like a take on what you can master. Once you master it, take on more. So special events, special orders, then we, we would take on farmer's markets. And after we started master doing farmer's markets, we would take on, uh, we took on some wholesale. Um, and eventually we actually ended up picking up frozen dough as part of our repertoire. And funny, funny enough, frozen pre-portioned cookie dough is referred to as pucks. Um, so we actually sell frozen pucks to uh, colleges and restaurants. Um, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, we used to joke like, oh, man, pucks for bucks. That's how we're going to make <laughs> our money. Um, so um, strangely, our pivot actually started last fall. So I always say like we couldn't have predicted a pandemic, but we put ourselves in a good pan position for a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, last fall, uh, we were lucky enough to 
win Sam Adams Pitch Room Competition and uh, won a $10,000 grant. And I decided that we were going to put that money towards our online channel. Um, and so we got set up with HubSpot and some training with HubSpot along with a really powerful tool. Um, and so we really amped up our online sales because I knew that our cookies, while they're like tasty and delicious, they also make really great gifts. So uh, I really wanted to kind of amp up our online sales and our corporate sales. Yeah. So, um, and the other big goal we had for 2020 was that we were going to move into our own space. So we work in a shared community kitchen. We really, we really outgrew it a couple years ago, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. um, but um, when COVID hit, it became apparent that it was going to be really, really difficult for us to work in a socially distanced shared kitchen built for 50 businesses. Um, so we're a little panicked, you know, we were, um, and I guess I should back up. Before COVID hit, we were actually looking at spaces on March 11th. And while we were looking at spaces, um, everything canceled on us. Literally, no joke, 80% of our projected revenue for March and April. So my colleges closed, my restaurants closed. The, the office buildings that we do office snacks for closed everything. And it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, and they wanted me, and we saw this great space and I was like, they're like, you want to make an offer? I'm like, I can't, I can't make an offer. I don't know if we're going to be here in eight weeks, you know, right, right. let alone be able to sign an eight year lease. Yeah. Um, but what happened next was pretty amazing. Um, that night I, I couldn't sleep. I think, you know, a lot of people felt that way. Um, really unsure about things. And I just figured, geez, you know what? I'm going to just write this out in a blog. And I wrote it out how I felt. And I sent it to a friend of mine. He's like, I think you should publish that to your company blog and just tell people what you're scared about. You know, and I was scared because, you know, we had lined up a bunch of bigger things for this year. We had lined up huge deals for the Boston Marathon. We do so many Boston inspired treats that it, strangely enough, fits with the Boston Marathon, even though you think of people running, you don't think of cookies. Um, and we were going to be in the Boston Calling lineup, which is huge. It's something we've been trying to do for three years. And I just kind of laid it out there. Like, I'm really scared. I don't know what happens to Top Shelf Cookies. Our blog ended up being shared a thousand times. Mm. I was blown away by it, you know, and, um, and I, I know that a couple of larger businesses had gotten a hold of our blog and I know that uh, it helped inspire them to do some things, some small business outreach and help help some other small businesses. So um, so that's great, I'm, I'm super glad. I never once said, please order cookies from me. That wasn't what it was. It was just like, Jesus, I feel unsure. I don't know what's gonna happen to Top Shelf. Yeah. Our online sales for March, April, and May were gangbusters. We ended up, and we also ended up getting corporate orders for like work from home gifts. So it actually started with the Red Sox front, uh, season ticket holders office. And they were, they're like, hey, we just sent our whole staff home. We want to send them thank you gifts for working from home and kind of making it work. We sent out 15 packages. The next week I had two leads for 20 packages each from people that lived in the homes of, of people who had gotten these gifts and said, oh, wow, that's a great idea. And so that just kind of kept rolling um, March, April, May, and June. So really in May, when we got a better sense of what our kitchen was going to look like, we're like, geez, we, we're not going to be able to do, I don't feel comfortable that we're going to be able to do the holidays here. 
And we do about 35 to 40% of our business in the last six weeks of the year, which is tremendous. It's, it's a lot. And um, we were gearing up for one of the biggest holiday seasons ever because our corporate gifting had gotten bigger, but then we had just established all these new leads and customers and friends um, through all these work from home gifts that we had done. So we really had almost tripled our, our leads for holiday quarters. And so I said, you know what, let's see if that space is available, the one I fell in love with. And uh, it was. And I, it, it took a little bit and it took a lot of what I believe is good karma. Um, but we met the family that's the landlord. It's a family business. Um, super, super nice. And they said, look, like you're a small business. You don't really have as much money in the bank as somebody we would normally want to rent to. But we believe that you are a hustler and that you are a grinder and you work really hard. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is true. And so we were happy to sign our lease with them. And um, we start construction very soon. And we will be opening this fall in our own space so that we have control over what we can build, what we can build, what we can, build, what we can bake. But we're also going to do cookie fraps, cookie ice cream sandwiches. Um, that is probably what I'm most people. excited about. I have to say, when you first the announced fraps. the cookie frap on Twitter, I think it's, I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's it." And that's a that's a genius of genius. Listen to me, call myself a genius. But this is the thing. So when I worked at that cupcake bakery, one of the things I really zeroed in on was um, food waste. You know, so if you make like a million cupcakes with the idea that like they'll all sell out, great, you make a ton of money, but what if they don't, right? So cupcakes only have a certain amount of shelf life. Same with cookies. Uh, cookies have a better shelf life than, than cupcakes. But I was always worried about like if we had a bakery, if we had a place that people could go for fresh baked cookies, which I'm very excited we'll be able to give people, what are we going to do with the stuff that we don't sell? Um, so we started experimenting with different ideas and... Um, so we're just going to, at the end of the day, anything that doesn't get sold gets food processed down and turns into tomorrow's cookie frap. So it helps us reduce waste and cut costs. And um, it helps us come up with a whole new product. And our cookies are, you girls have had them. Mm -hmm. You know, we really focus on flavor. You know, we're not trying to just deliver a bunch of butter, sugar, and flour. Anybody else can do that. We're going to build a layer of flavors. And so they really just complement what it would be a vanilla milkshake becomes very different when you're putting a peanut butter toffee cookie in it. Right. Yeah. Very and cool. I think, yeah. I can't remember if it was on Twitter, but I know that you've taught, or maybe you've just said this to us in the past, because obviously we chat about your cookies pretty frequently, but <laughs> that you have kind of a vision for what you want the space to be. And I feel like you had some kind of unique ideas for the design can you tease any of that obviously I'm sure uh, it can be a surprise so gonna, <laughs> yeah so we're gonna have an open concept kitchen so you're gonna see everything we're doing um and we think that's kind of fun because we're actually gonna make it you know we're obviously gonna have to have plastic partitions and stuff for food safety but we actually have a part of it that's gonna be a little lower because we want little kids to be able to come in and see what we're doing what we're building um but yeah, we're going to have it an open concept, you know, um, offering all those other things. We'd like to have a little pantry space where we uh, showcase some other locally made goods. Like we're always um, collaborating with other small businesses. You know, Alex's Ugly Sauce, we use their hot sauce in a cookie that we make. We love Q's Nuts out of Somerville. We use their, their specialty roasted nuts in our cookies. So we want to be able to carry that kind of product. 
and really showcase the stuff that's made locally by people who are your friends and neighbors. So, Heather, may I ask you? Yeah, we get some things. Yeah, you, you've so you mastered the art of the pivot, right? You took yourself from the corporate world to an entrepreneur, and then when disaster struck. You were able to introduce a new online channel, and now that the world is opening up, you're adding another brick and mortar. How yeah. important has that been to the longevity of your business? Well, I think that we're always able to like work quick on our feet has always been, it's something that I've inherently been able to, to do. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, when you find out that you're gonna lose you know, the, my college account is my salary, you know, and it's, you know, it's off indefinitely. We don't know when we're going to be shipping uh, pucks to, to college. I'm like, I got to eat. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it does come down to it. It's just simple as that. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed myself? Um, but yeah, I think being able to think quick on your feet. Um, and I think too, like when your money is scarce, you know, we've never had a ton of money in the bank. We've never gone out looking for a ton of funding because we wanted to save it for when we really needed it. Um, so, you know, I think just being able to say like, geez, we've only got X amount of dollars, X amount of days. Like we got to think of things quickly, um, has served us really well. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, even when you were talking about the blog earlier, I think as tough as COVID has been on all these small businesses, we've seen so many small businesses somehow just come out and like hustle and support each other. And that has been such a driving force in how these businesses are staying alive right now when times are tough. And well, and I think too, awareness too, Jess, like I think what happens is like, if you go to, a, if you go to SOA on a Sunday, you you've had my cookies, but chances are you've gotten to meet me, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, I know what happened with a bunch of the bigger corporate orders that we got. Maybe we had done a corporate catering for them. And a good example, we did one for PricewaterhouseCooper and the office manager did an arrangement, like a, a corporate catering for some special event that they were having. And we did everything through email. And then when it was, you know, when we brought the cookies, it was me delivering them. And she's like, oh, can you just tell Heather? I really enjoyed working with her. I said, oh, I'm Heather. And she's like, oh, I guess I didn't expect you to be delivering it. I'm like, well, that's how small the business is, right? Like, <laughs> you're getting me as a delivery. So I think, like, when she heard small businesses were in trouble, like, she was, she didn't just think top shelf cookies. She thought, like, wow, that nice girl mm -hmm. that I dealt with. And I think that happened with a lot of businesses of our size because they really found not only, like, that people went out and supported them, but, like, I know American Provisions, which is a specialty grocery store in South Boston and Dorchester, I went to talk to them. They carry our cookies. I'm like, how are you guys doing? They're like, our onlines are through the roof. And people are sending these like amazing notes of support. He's like, I feel like an idiot because I'm crying half the time as I open orders. And I, and I felt the same way. I mean, I had a, a, an old boss who sent in an order for hundreds of dollars and the note in it said, Heather will know where to send these cookies to either Boston's Heroes or Boston's Underserved. And then there was this long note about how he'd been watching me this whole time. I haven't worked for him in almost 15 years, but how proud he was and that he wanted to tell me not to let a setback hold me back. And that really, you know, meant a ton. But I think like it's easier to make a connection with a small business and it's not a, it's not a business, it's a person, right? Target's a giant thing. Top Shelf Cookies is like, a couple girls, you know? 
Right. So it's and, easier to help your friends and neighbors, I think. Yeah. And going off of that, because you, to open this brick and mortar location, you raised your money and I think it's kind of a unique way on Mainvest. Do you think that yeah. that plays a role? Because I feel like people obviously know your face with it, but now they also feel like they have like a piece of their part of it too. I don't know if everyone yeah, so, can explain that. Yeah, so Main, yeah, so Mainvest is a, a crowdfunding platform, but it's actually an investment. So if you invest $100 in top shelf cookies, I'm saying I'm going to give you back 140 and so now a lot of people go with crowdfunding, like GoFundMes or Kickstarters, where you might get like a cool gift. But for us, uh, you know, like I, I'm super sensitive to how I get my money. And so if somebody's going to give me their money, I want to make sure they get it back. And in this case, I was able to say, hey, like if you believe in me and help me to get to this point, then, then you're going to get a little something back. And um, so as of today, we have 23 days left on our main best campaign. We are past our minimum goal. So anything we raise, we're getting, we're working hard to get an additional um, $14,000 in the next 23 days. We have over 117, I think we had 117 investors as of this morning. Wow. And I'm shocked at how, like there's obviously there's like friends and family, right? Um, but I am shocked. My la- my new landlord put in too. I was uh, that blew me away. Um, but uh, I'm shocked at how many customers who I've maybe never laid eyes on that have just you know ordered online, and actually how many new customers since COVID have actually who we never dealt with before COVID that were like psyched and wanted to put money in. And I think it's. I think too, from like the consumer standpoint, like a lot of this all feels like we have no control over the situation. But if you like help a, a small business or you help your neighbor, you feel like you did something. And I know that's how I feel when I'm spending my money right now is like, you know, one of my favorite restaurants is, is in a really bad spot and I'm going there because I, if, if they were to go under and I didn't feel like I did everything I can't could to help them it would be hard to live with, you know? So um, I think that's part of it. I think, and I think there's a better awareness of small business that has come out of this and a better awareness of how people want to spend their money. I know people are paying attention to who's behaving in certain ways right now, um, you know, being, being responsible. I mean, I will tell you, Sam Adams did a ton for restaurants, but they also sent their employees home. I mean, that we're, we're locked in with them pretty tight, but they sent their employees home and they gave them um, stipends to order takeout every week, <laughs> which is, I think is amazing. And told yeah. them like, please post it on social, tell people that you just had takeout from this place. <laughs> so, That's you know, great. I think he, when you act responsibly, right. And they're not going to take credit for it. Right. Like they're never going to be like, Hey, we did this. <laughs> they just happen to be that I'm friendly with a lot of their, their employees. And somebody mentioned it to me and I was like, that's amazing. You know? And they're like, that's, that's where we work, you know? And that's the kind of company that we want to be is someone that you can feel proud that you work for and does things the right way and is a good neighbor. Yeah. All right, Heather, take us home two ways. First, tell us and tell everybody listening there's 23 days left to become an investor in Top Shelf Cookies, <laughs> to take Top Shelf Cookies to the next level. How can people get involved? How can people become an investor? Right. So if you go to mainvest.com, 
we're, I think we're usually on the first slide of businesses, or even if you go to my social, you're always going to find it kind of in a pinned post. Um, but you can invest as little as $100. It does have you link your bank account electronically. They just have to do it so that they can send back the, the quarterly payments. Um, but you can do it by um, putting in your bank info or putting in your um, or verifying your bank account information. Um, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, and like I said, we're accepting investments for the next 23 days and it, you can invest for as little as $100. How they find and how do they find you on social? What's your website? Give them all the give them sure, all the sure. So web, websites topshelfcookies.com. I'm pretty sure on the home page. Um, no, I am sure on the home page. There's a link to our main vest um, and our online store. Should you need some cookies, um, and then um, our social is all top shelf cookies. So Facebook is top shelf cookies. Instagram, Twitter, all at top shelf cookies. Excellent, excellent. All right, and we're going to close it out. Jess has a question. Yes, the last one. We have to ask all of our fellow business ladies, what is one piece of advice you have? With, honestly, life advice or business advice, because I can use both of those at all times. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, it's funny. I've, uh, you know, I've been on a bunch of panels lately, and the one I just keep coming back to is like, one thing I'm really proud, especially through COVID, is just be true to who you are. So, like, even during COVID, like, we were doing pretty well, and we saw some of our partners not doing as well, right? So, instead of just giving money to COVID relief, I was like, hey, well, the bridal carries our cookies, and they're closed, and they're a nonprofit. So, we did, you know, weekends where it was like, hey, 20% of our sales are going to go to the bridal because they're our buddies. We did the same thing on game nights for Boston Roller Derby. And I think just being true to who you are always is the best way to go. I know we can spin stories in a specific way to tell, you know, get a good hook or whatever. But I think as long as you're genuine and you're true to who you are, I think you get to live with yourself pretty well at the end of the night. And I think eventually when things are not genuine, it eventually gets found out anyway. Yeah. Well, listen, as always, we love you. We're very proud of you. Good luck to you. Keep us posted on how everything turns out. And we're going to be ordering some cookies, right, well, Jeff? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs>